Hey folks, this is Tex of the Black Pants Legion, and we are here with another podcast. Lots of caffeine and fine company. On my right is Mr. Nick, my Samwise Gamgee and hetero life mate. Say hello. Greetings, podcast. And on my left, I have my own personal Jamie, the editor of Tech Stocks Battletech and many of the other stupid things I've done, and host of the Courtesy Flush, a fine serial, if any, Mr. Mike. Hello. All right, so hey, Jamie, you got you got that uh, you got that you got that. I name. always have the gorilla. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I have it on my phone. I have it. <laughs> do you think? Do you think prepared. Jamie just has a thing on the desktop? Gorilla.exe. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it an ex- executable? It's a video, right? Well, on, a, do, on a scale of one to ten, yeah. how angry do you think Jamie gets whenever he sees like pictures of monkeys, great apes of any kind? Just because that's <laughs> such a meme. He, he loses his shit at National Geographic. Do you think he's okay <laughs> at the zoo until he gets to like the great ape section? And then he's like his veins start popping out of his neck and he's all red in the I'm face. I'm tired of these books. Jamie was the one who shot Harambe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Just as a reminder. Welcome. Just just as a reminder, you cannot downvote a podcast. Why would they downvote that? Too soon. Oh, oh, you're right. It is. Yeah. Anyways, with the world, <laughs> this is the darker timeline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, as, as Goat told me today, another another item on that uh, Shadowrun checklist came out. What is the Shadowrun checklist? Uh, the, the Shadowrun. It's pretty long. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. The Shadowrun checklist was a post on the TG sub forum, I think, and my memory's a little hazy on this. That or it was on RPG.net. And it was a list of things that has to happen for society for it to become a cyberpunk dystopia. And I, I want to say like half the list was cy- stuff from cyberpunk. And if, if you've ever read all of um, Home of the Brave or any of the great cyberpunk 2020 books, there's there's a lot of really cool history there that was written in like the 1980s. And it's a very grim view of the future, much uh, like Neuromancer is. But then there's also all the events that happen in the cyberpunk setting, which starts with a magical awakening in the early 21st century and then goes on and on and on to, you know, dragons and blah, 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 and all these corporate takeovers. And so this list was an amalgamation of all those events that have to historically happen in a timeline for this to be uh, true. And it was called the uh, Shadowrun uh, checklist or the Shadowrun list. And I may be misremembering some of these details, but I'm very certain this list existed. I saw it once and it stuck with me. And so Goat and I go back and forth because I think he remembers part of it or at least references to it. And I remember seeing it with my own eyes. This list was really fucking funny because um, every so often something really crazy happens, like the foundation of a private military. Well, yeah. Blackwater, check. You know, so you, so you have all of these things happening. And, and mm-hmm. today news broke that the Navajo Nation may be uh, trying to buy Remington firearms. And that's like straight out of Shadowrun, not literally Remington, not literally the Navajo Nation, but the the native nations, you know, suddenly becoming these megacorps and holding entities and preparing themselves. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) So so I saw that. And every so often there's something that happens where Goat and I kind of go back and forth as like older Grognard and younger Grognard. And it's just one of those things. And, you know, with, with things being as crazy as they are in the world right now. It's it's good to laugh at it, you know. It's, yeah. It's, good news uh, if you're following uh, the Shadowrun game the goat 
puts on than possibly Rod Rockabilly, but for real in the next like decade. So, yeah. Yay. Why not? I mean, Rod Rockabilly already exists. He just doesn't have like, I'll, I mean, unless he's doing like magician magic shows. I didn't say it was going to be me. I'm no, just, but like, I'm saying he exists out there. Oh, he's out there. He's just waiting. He's for based those, on something. We yeah. pulled that from some powers. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's called Appalachia. Real. That's yeah. where. <laughs> you want to find Rod Rockabilly in real life? Just go to West Virginia. Go, yep. West Virginia. He's in a holler, man. Well, that wizard van. Yeah, except he's. So like, why hey. are we here, Tex? What the oh, fuck do we yeah. start this podcast? For? So so. Um, oh yeah, we're here to talk about now, things. Now that we did the intro, wait a minute. There's a direction. Hang on. Th- there is a theme <laughs> uh, this time, and it is on paper. So one moment. Double entendre. Huh. People can now hear the sounds of paper. Yes. Yeah, you're pulling pa- a lot paper of paper out of a drawer. Well, uh, part of this is my manifest, and when it's done, you'll all see what I'm talking he's got about. Like a f- oh, no. He's got, like, a, a five-drawer tower behind him with, like, locks on each. It's just weird. Well, it's where I keep my crack. So, anyways. <laughs> Pee-wee Herman, this is crack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, no. <laughs> uh, last time we uh, we attacked what we hated most about MMOs, um, the bad culture issues and most frustrating parts of that madness. This time around, we're going to talk about the fun times, the weird times, and the good in MMOs. So, yes. to start off, let's do with the fun of MMOs. Um, and let's start with favorite mechanics, stuff that mm. really stands out. Hmm. Mr. Nick, start us off. I was actually kind of a fan of the uh, the minimalist style of at first uh, Guild Wars, yeah, and and yeah. also now Elder Scrolls Online because I I hated in World of Warcraft playing you know a, a mage and it's it's like oh well yes you have five whole action bars of abilities that's why I played Frost Mage because it broke it down to like you need two buttons like Frostbolt yeah. and Blink and you're done. All and, right, uh, but but I mean what stands out is good. The it, well it's minimalist so you but you get. <laughs> So in Guild Wars and in Elder Scrolls Online, you get... I know in ESO, it's five skills in an ultimate. I can't remember what Guild Wars is. I think it's like five skills. But you you can have that many in the slot at one time, but you get more skills than that. So you, you kind of build... <clears throat> what your character is going to be off those skills. And I think it allows for a little more um, customization on the fly. Yeah. So you don't have to necessarily like go to a trainer and, and just reset the whole kit and caboodle. If you want to try something different, you can just slot in five new skills and, and you know, see how it works out. Like, yes. oh, I found this really kick-ass looking, you know, two-hander, but I've, you know, kind of set up for sword and board. So you just swap it out, man. It's easy. All right. Yeah. Um, even though I don't think the execution was as good of it as it could have been, I really enjoyed Star Trek Online. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. as schlocky as it is. I would have to compare my enjoyment of Star Trek Online to my enjoyment of the original series because the original series is like schlocky, yeah, and campy, campy. But you have to look at it in the right light, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's fun. It's fun. You get to fly around in a spaceship and you get to like you know blow up Borgs and Klingons and Romulans and all that goofy shit, and it's. You do the terrible fucking Kirk roll when you're oh when you're yeah in combat. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kirk roll, yeah, uh, laser, was, laser, lasers, and the, the Kirk roll and the drop kick, which oh, is my ultimate yes. favorite. Oh yeah, my, my my favorite of a Star Trek Online, like one of my favorite things was the PVE battles with your friends because yes. you can make your ship so fucking broken. Then you get in these big fleet battles and you're just doing the most stupid stuff. Oh yeah. And, and it wasn't it wasn't hamstrung or anything. It was oh, this is a broken ability. Use it. 
It, yeah. did, it didn't matter. Yeah, they didn't care. No, they did. They never balanced anything because I think that would require, um, what was it, effort. But it was also more yeah. fun this way because... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, you could crank the difficulty up. Of course. But it was like... You, the the goal of the game is to have fun, and, yeah. and you know people are like, oh well, that just erases the challenge. It's like, well, and it's not everything has to be a challenge, exactly. Man. And that's yeah. that's what Guild Wars I think was all about. Because my um, I knew a guy that was a huge Guild Wars fan, and he did like all the challenges, like play a character all the way to whatever X landmark and never die, and you know all this other stuff. But I think for a casual MMO, yeah, you shouldn't have like just patently overpowered shit, especially when it's PVE. When well, I mean, as long as you win everyone gets rewards it doesn't really matter and why should it matter if you want to play a game to have fun well and i, I want to point this out is there are people who will say well what's the point of playing the game if there's no challenge and i i have to say like dude sometimes you just want to load into a game and play it well, i mean yeah. life, life and it's star is trek hard. online well, well, life, what is the competition also yeah. there's more than one game in the world so well yeah in life play a is hard game life is until hard you don't want to play a hard right. game anymore. And, and, and life is already too hard yeah. Like, why, why should I make my games hard? Why, yeah. why should I suffer at all times? We're not saying no we don't like challenging games. I mean, oh, you just God. played Command and Conquer on, like, the hardest difficulty, and well, yeah, he but, forced Nod to sell its final base. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> sold, it, like, the, sold the Chapel of Nod or whatever it, it, at the it, end. Temple of Nod. Like, Kane had to, <laughs> Kane had to lose his mortgage to the bank uh, <laughs> because <laughs> I decided Womp. to be really cheap, and I sandbagged my way up to the front. And that was, like, <laughs> so fucking just, weak. He ran out of money, so he's like, oh, just sell the Temple of Nod. <laughs> Yeah, but I, that was the objective. When he sold, I won, and that's <laughs> you know that's that's the hard way to do it. But I, you know, it's it's about fun. Yeah, and that's what a game should be about. And I, I agree with Star you. Trek Online has a lot of that. It, at, at one point, it had a, the ability. I think it's called the Foundry. People just crafted their own missions. Oh, that was so cool! Oh yeah, I do remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and I people think that's made still in there. Uh, people made they took it out. Oh, they oh, did. That's yeah. a shame. It is. It is because well, that well, that was cool because people made their own Star Trek episodes. Yes, yeah. yes, they did. It yeah. was, and a lot of it was like really narrative, and it was really well done. Well, and that was one thing that surprised me was people were like, "Oh, if you could make your own mission, someone's going to make a fetch quest that's three feet long and gives a million XP." No. And it's like, no, what people Have did fun playing this mission for the next hour. Yeah, what people did was they made their own Star Trek movies in that. Oh, you, yes, didn't, they you did? didn't read? Wow. Well, that's rip you. Well, yeah, I mean, that was really cool. Yeah, I think was, that was one of the coolest features of that game yeah. next to the space combat, which I think is probably like it, it's terms of arcade space combat goes and you want that like naval ship battle style thing. Mm -hmm. I think they nailed it pretty well. Oh, that mm -hmm. was great. Like, that was the greatest part of the game to me was, like, getting together with your friends and be like, we have to stop the Borg. And you're, yeah. like, having the Battle of Wolf 359 and you're having these big, stupid fucking battles making your ridiculous ship do all these ridiculous things and just cause seizures with phasers flying oh, everywhere. Can, oh, it was yeah. so cool. And that game is far from perfect. I mean, oh, this game God. is like bottom oh, yeah. rung in terms of like programming. But <laughs> if 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 that game was a date, it would have a face full of warts. But <laughs> I, I, it, but it, but even then, it had a heart of gold. Yeah, it, was, it yeah. was trying so hard. You were like, wow, what a winning personality. Yep. I was gonna say like there are a lot of games that want to be like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what was another one that they they no that was Turbine. They made uh, Dungeons and Dragons online. They tried. Mm. But, they they ran out of time and money I yes think. but they tried yeah i, I, I like the beta for it i, I didn't like the full game yeah i mean they they tried they gave a shit 
Yeah. Um, another one of my favorite mechanics is it was uh, City Heroes in City of Villains where you can make a character. I, I played on the villain side because my favorite class was Mastermind. The Mastermind was an awesome character because um, in, instead of just being like, I'm the guy who shoots and I'm the guy who tanks and all the standard archetypes, Mastermind was, I have minions. Mm-hmm. And you could upgrade your minions. Oh. And so you had you could have like a bunch of robots. Or you could have like a bunch of like um, jumpsuit wearing white helmeted guys with submachine guns. <laughs> and so you'd be like, my name is Professor Destructo. And my job is to destroy you human. And you could have fun with that. Mm-hmm. And in making a character with, you know, a cape and an evil background or whatever. And just yeah. be kind of evil. And it was fun. And, you know, half the fun of that was making a silly character. Half the fun of that was goofing off. Is that still around? Did they, did they shut that off? They shut down City of Heroes and Villains, and then a guy did, like, a, a secret reboot of it. Mm-hmm. Like, you reverse engineered yeah, the servers. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and it had been secret for a long time, and then, the, like, the thing leaked about it. Whoops. One thing I really like is a game where the story is revolved around your player, mm-hmm. but not around extra characters that you escort or somebody who that's the one thing that that kind of bugged me about final fantasy people touted as having some of the best story i'm like yeah it looks pretty it has a really great like cutscenes and everything right. and your character does things in the cutscenes. however the story's never really about your character until like way near like the second or first expansion and it's just sort hmm. of weird in that i i find that star trek never really made it about anybody until like the later updates that they did with like the well, Stern Trek but it still felt like you were the yeah. guy that they were focused on Star Trek felt like you were the hero yeah they, you were the guy they called Captain so and so we need you we found this wormhole that leads to parts unknown and weird Omicron theta radiation is pouring from it and you better get in there with your best crew and your deflector dish and solve that shit out and yeah. you know it made you feel like I'm a hero yeah and that's that's what I like is a game that makes it about the player and not the characters that the writers wrote because at some point it's like dude I'm leveling up and I'm doing all this grinding to do whatever and I'm saving the kingdom left and fucking right why am I not getting any kind of recognition other than oh thanks a lot you were really such a great hero we appreciate everything pants yeah you saved this village here is a belt (laughs) here's a belt it will allow you to lift two Buicks or or my other personal favorite would you like would you like chest plate belt or shoes like well I just, I just killed like eight dragons could i just have all three no no we have, no. we only have enough like we have a whole there's a line we're not behind made you. of money <laughs> there's a line behind you you can fucking take you, you, your pants and go but it's like a carnival <laughs> ho 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 <laughs> did uh do you think that uh, the old republic did a good job with that I think the old republic yes player centric player centric they did a great job with that the the old republic was one of those things where now the story you can debate on how good the story is in the various classes all day yeah but they at least made it about you I'll I'll tell you another thing that I liked about the old republic in terms of mechanics is um just garbage mobs that are like no threat to you at all yeah just blow them away good and it. Because the first class that I played was a bounty hunter. Bounty hunter was and, the um, shit. Bounty hunter was fucking awesome. Yeah. Because you rolled in there, and it. Because I'd be like, oh man, that's like that's like four or five guys over there. That's that's rough. But you go in there fucking Mandalorian style with your tool blasters, and you just fucking lay them out. Yeah. Throw, like, throw down no, some rockets. You, yeah. And you just fucking jetpack rocket flamethrower. Flame yeah. Rocket punch. Just just yeah. laying motherfuckers out, and you're like, I'm a 
badass. That and this is fucking great. They, they made combat feel good in that. Even range combat, which I was surprised at. Range tank before that was a wild concept archetype. And they did a really good and job yet, with it. There it was. You know? Um and the other thing was Everything was voiced. Everything had story. Now, was it great story? No, not really, because they had to write a lot of it. Not for everything. They they had to write a lot of it. Oh, yeah. If you pared that down by 80%, Mm -hmm. that would be a good game, single-player game. Yeah. So, I mean, there were parts of that I really enjoyed. The parts I hated was everything in between, where right. it was, you know, the, the standard filler material stuff of, yeah. you know, but I mean... Quest hub, yeah. acquire acquire X number of exclamation points, yeah, 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 turn yeah. them into blank number of que- uh, question marks. Yeah. And it's just, and, you know, but I, I liked that. I liked the story part of that. And yeah. another thing I really liked was exploring in EVE Online. Because talking about a role-playing experience where you have to immerse yourself in the role, you're constantly watching your rearview mirror and Eve, also known as your second monitor. That's not role-playing. That's just, I don't want to die in this video game horribly to some well, no, asshole no. Russian that's well, going to No, but that is role-playing. You are immersing yourself in that role. That's fair. And you're sitting there constantly pinging and scanning. It's like running a U-boat. You're just sitting there like, can I come up for air right now? No. What was that? <laughs> and you, you yeah, know, and I, I think... Space is full of bleat, must hide. Yeah. If you really want to, if you really want to, and this is difficult for a lot of people, but if you can immerse yourself into any of the characters and roles of the MMO world that you, you I, can. I think that's role playing. You do that, yeah. you'll find that you'll have a lot more fun with the game, but you'll also see where the story falls apart, which is why I brought up that, you know, not making it about the player really kind of breaks the immersion. And I want to go as the character mm-hmm. like, why am I following you people around? Yeah, this is dumb. I see the tracks. This is a railroad. Yeah, and I, why I am get, I following yeah. all of you? Or I wanted to, like at least with my Starfleet captain, I got a pat on the back at the end of every mission. I'm like, that's yeah. Star Trek. Yeah, because that's all they ever did. Kirk fucking yeah, <laughs> did so no. much shit, and they were like, "Thanks for saving the world from V'ger, the that, giant fucking yeah." And th- that, that is the issue. <laughs> anyway, with we're taking your ship away from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that was the issue with Star Trek, is they're like, you did the impossible. Yeah. Well, time to escort some colonists to Paradox 9. And you're like, uh, We need to bring medical supplies to a planet that's got a plague. Every planet's got a plague. Why can't you just send another ship? Why me? Because you have a fish tank in your office. Why are there so many goddamn plagues? Why don't you just fucking put one of these medicine machines that's on the ship on the fucking planet? The planet's bigger. It's got more room. <laughs> why, why are we constantly sending no. people to new planets? I, I, why? <laughs> why? Why are we doing that? Like, this planet has 20,000 people on it. That's not enough. It, like, a million. Oh, sure. But it, it, they're all, like, around campfires, and they're like, ooh, this is not worth our time. <laughs> we can beam people from solid matter to, to, to energy, and we're like, this guy's got a mallet, but he used it differently because it's made out of der- uh, deuterium, and it's like... That, that is not Or my personal object. favorite. No. Hey, what's up with this colony? Oh, it's covered in salt, and when the wind blows, uh, it scours everything. That Harry P. Mud. Oh God! Episode, yeah. <laughs> yeah, where he's where he's got the he's trying to sell those women as wives. Hinton, no, Finton Harcourt mud. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, mud's women. Yeah. yeah, and you're just like, but why are you? Why, on this why planet? would you go there? He's What's there? mined here? Salt or whatever. No, it was, it was dilithium. Well, oh, we, well yeah, we have fair. a whole podcast about Star Trek. We want to do. I know, I know. Um, we're, we're, right, as we you guys could tell, okay. we we will get into it. We, yeah, we have like, so we much like to say Trek. about Star Trek. But no, anyway. I mean, I I loved um I loved the role play in Eve 
because immersing yourself in a role like when we're all out there stripping a belt and like double out null mm -hmm. and we're sitting there running the belt and after a few minutes or more like a few hours of running this industrial op you know i'm like the foreman i'm calling out all right bring that guy over here and get that where's our security detail and i'm realizing wow i'm throwing myself in this role but then we start doing fucked up shit because we're a little bored so we start slinging that e-peen yeah so we start doing minor darts or uh, sorry what so minor darts are where you have everyone on station mining and you're calling in the hauler and seeing if uh, he can bump one of your guys as he comes out so yeah, we're like yeah. he's like all right i'm coming in and we're all like wagering with our profits like all right i mean you know this much money i, I wager seven million isk that he, he's gonna nail that fucker right there and just boom, and then you know i mean just quality um, an another game that I really enjoyed mechanic-wise was like Warhammer Online had great PvP. Oh, fuck, I forgot all where, about that. Where are the PvP I, Do you want to know the single best PvP mechanic they implemented? What? Fucking body blocking. Oh, yeah, that was cool. So that cool. you could get your tanks at the front. Yeah, that, that was actually really cool. And then smash their fucking heads what in. What I was playing is, I think it was a dwarven engineer or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're like fucking running around with like a blunderbuss. And you're just like following your tanks around. And then every time they get stuck in, you go get on their flank and start shooting. And mm -hmm. I was like, wow, this is great for a MMO PvP. I was having a great time with that. I played the uh, Chaos Cultist or something like yeah. that. The, the Changeling, basically. Oh, yeah. The Zinchian <gasps> sort of. Yeah. And, Tentacle uh, fingers. Yeah, pretty much. And... um. I'd like I would get in there where people weren't paying attention and I'd find the healer and I would just like fucking four shot them just lay them out because people didn't pay attention they were like oh well it's World of Warcraft and you just you know well, positioning doesn't World matter because you can just walk through people in World well, of Warcraft I rem yeah and I remember World of Warcraft had such a monopoly at that point that Warhammer Online never really had a chance no, if you didn't. released it, it today it would do Somebody better. brought it back. It's got like private servers and shit. Well, I know, but I'm saying if it came out today. Like commercially. Yeah, it, gotcha. would, it, would, it would do better. Um, and that was the weird thing. Remember, I, just as a side note, do you guys remember the hype man for Warhammer Online? Yeah, he was insane. He, he had was, like he, uh, he he had made aviators me, on all the yeah, time. And, and he's he, just like. He was talking about how great this game was going to be. I was like, is this dude a game developer? Or like yeah. A drug and, lord? And, like, and then he just fuck is going on and then he just disappeared yeah he just vanished yeah i was like what the fuck is this i think he was a robot oh. <laughs> I think no a but robot. i i just think i i forget the name of that hype man but he made all these really compelling videos about how the game mechanics worked and i was like wow this guy's really passionate this is this is gonna be great and then he was like gone yeah yep so so the next up now that we've talked about stuff we love about mmos the some favorite mechanics say favorite mechanics in general let's talk about the weird well, actually, mm. I have I have one from the Legion, a oh. favorite mechanic. Yeah, you ready for it? Yeah, mm. the logout button. <sighs> Oof! Let's give him a clap for that one. <laughs> Thank you, Frog of Detroit, for that wonderful. It's like Wendy's clapbacks right there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, so, so, so I have an internet. What should I get out? Ha <laughs> ha. So the, uh, <laughs> the the weird MMO experiences, um, you know, and, and one of the first ones I want to talk about was when an MMO becomes a chat room. So in City of Heroes, City of Villains, there was this mm -hmm. place you could go that was called, in, it was like Club D. It was a pocket dimension. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you went in there and it was like a dance club. And what was cool is that both sides could get into this pocket dimension and hang right. out there. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And they could hang out and talk and role play. Yeah. 
But like the first week it was there, it was interesting because people would be like issuing challenges. I will see you on the streets and I will undermine the people of the great city and I will do good and I will do evil. And it was kind of neat, you know. Yeah. And, and then over time, it club, started club D to get a little for weird. that deal. Yeah, it started to get a little weird because <laughs> it started uh, to get to become club D to club deep rum tram real quick. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what, what I know that ERP scene, cause you could read people's character descriptions and so, and, yeah, and, and a lot some, of games have that as a feature. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. If you go it, into your character sheet, a lot of MMOs have a feature. You yeah. Just and, describe it. And so like an Eve, it's people whole, fill them out. Yeah. Well, in Eve, it was always funny because it was like, how much to kill people here's what i charged a murder or whatever you know just general business stuff i had russian space bunny yeah i in, or, uh, i, I had bio. i had do not shoot me in like eight languages um <laughs> smart <laughs> yeah it worked because the russian guy was like i do not shoot you because you said nice thing and i'm like <laughs> i copy pasted that i have no idea what it means <laughs> um but no the um the the thing is is that clumpy started to get really weird because all the character descriptions started to say some really uh weird stuff like it would say like Samantha is the greatest woman who ever was, and da 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 da. And then it would say like asterisk, obvious Herm asterisk, and I'd be like, "This, this I'm sorry, beg your pardon. This, this is a game that is played by. How is it obvious? Yeah, like you have like a camel toe <laughs> Ooh, and, a, and a dick. Uh-oh. Like, how does it work? I mean, it was like, Uh-oh. why would you write that in a game that's not like mature? You know what I mean? I, no, that's what I would ask. I'm like, how is this obvious? And then I get banned because I asked somebody about their gender. But you know, well, no, it was it was just really weird. Like, and I it, that wasn't one time I saw that. I saw that like Herm looking for, and then oh, like eight hundred no. kinks listed. And I'm like, oh no, what? And those people took over Club D. So all Club D became Second Life. Yeah, and all okay. pretty yeah. much. All right. And Check. and so everyone left. But th- that that wasn't the only game I saw that in. It was really weird because I saw that. In the old republic, I was Mike and I were talking yesterday after the stream about or after the chat about uh, <laughs> like where's everybody on Drum and Koss? Oh yes, in the cantina doing erotic role play. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Star Wars Online, uh, Star Wars. Yeah, it's no Star Wars: The Old Republic. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Star Wars uh, Galaxies doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. It does um, on private servers. Yes, yeah, true. Uh, the Old Republic has some of the raunchiest cantinas. And these people like go around and text did a funny story about it. And I had seen it all the time as well. It's like you'll go into the canteen. You see like five or six people just right next to the bar. There's no bartender. That's like a player. It's just uh, like the NPC bartender. And they're all just typing out these long emotive descriptions. And they're all just private messaging each other. It's really strange. Yeah. I got really into role-playing, and I thought, that's where you start, the the cantina. I was trying to get people to come out of the cantina, well, yeah, I and mean, I got them th- one that's, time. That's like D&D. Like, we all meet in a tavern, yeah. and then that's where the adventure starts. And, oh, we got to go to this other planet and go do this thing. And, I was trying to role-play as a Sith warrior, man. Yeah. And nobody was buying it. They were, like, doing some weird shit, and I was like, that's not Star Wars. 
Yeah. I mean, it can be, I guess. They could be Star Wars 10% of the time. Yeah. They could be 10% of Star Wars. Like like that time you told me about the lady who's like uh, this big deal with two bodyguards. Oh my God, that was so... Okay, so that's another thing we can talk about. I gotta hear this. There were so many groups I saw in the Old Republic that were doing military stuff like, we're the the 689th Legion. We are the, the toughest men and women of the Republic. And you will join us because we will push back the Sith and I was like wow what a recruiting pitch and they would all meet in one place and like stand in rows and then I'll do like okay, the emotes actually kinda- and- and do the emotes for salutes. Yeah. And they would do parade shit all together. All right, that's actually and, and then they would cool. and then they would go do PVP. Mm. And, and and it was cool because you'd see like guys shooting and advancing and stuff all together. And I was like, that's awesome. I think that's cool. It's actually really cool. Yeah. And and so that was cool until I joined one of those groups and then I heard them all on like vent and they were like, okay, listen, this is my, my dad said, and I'm like, oh my God, you just ruined it. Cause in my head you were like, and we're done. Cool. You know, so womp, first, womp. first, first rule, don't go on vent. If that's nope. the option, just no, build your own head cannon, yep. own head yep. cannon fantasy. Cause like on, on, yep. in text, those guys were really cool, but like in, in vent, they were annoying, but yeah, still concept really neat really cool kind of weird don't care i enjoyed yeah, i enjoyed no, that part that's of okay. it you know. a little that's weird fucking is okay. cool though yeah but so then i went over to the imperial side because i played both sides i wanted to play all the stories and one of the things that was really fucking funny was there was this lady who had she was like this this sith lady and she she would have all the gear and the lightning and stuff and she looked all mm-hmm. terrifying and all made up and sithy and she had these two guys that like were, were all black and they were like the bodyguards and they were like the followers of they were her acolytes you know and so she would go everywhere and these guys would follow her around and mm-hmm. shadow her and they'd be in lockstep which i was like that is really cool like that's that's like a really neat thing and so what was really funny um, was she would stand in this thing on Drummond Koss and be like, you, you come here and talk to me. I have to talk to you about your bad thing you did. And then like NPCs would just walk through them because they're all scripted. Yeah. You know, just keep walking. And she would just keep trying to talk. And I'm like, sitting there is like the bounty hunter laughing like doing the laughing mode because <laughs> I'm like people just it's like being at the airport it doesn't matter how important you are people are just going to walk through you if you stand there yeah you know just but the other thing that was funny like really weird was she had cool stuff to say but like you know I, I don't care how important you are if you don't know how to spell it kind of detracts from your little, little bit, your power a bit, you know. Bit. So she was like, "I'm a sit warrior, me attack," and uh, and I was like, Ruh-roh. "Wow, this is." I break your hand. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I had a moment. I had, I had a moment there where I really didn't know what to make of it. I love the concept of it though, like going in with your friends and be like, "Dude, let's be this like trio of bounty hunters and like walk in a bar and be like, I'm looking for a man, you know, and role play it out." But you know, the fact that that is possible is kind of neat, and that kind of harkens back to the best parts of the original Neverwinter Nights. People made those own little dungeon worlds. We'd have live dungeon masters creating the adventure and people actually playing the NPCs. And there was a lot of really cool role playing in those groups. You'd you'd see a lot of cool storytelling and world building going on. So if you said, oh, we need to go get in a boat and go up the Sword Coast, Icewind Dale. We need to trek over land, you know, to 10 towns. And the DM would say, hey, I'll need a few weeks to build that. And then you'd mm-hmm. log in and there'd be the world. 
Yeah. And, and that has really cool story building aspects when given to the players are really neat. So, Nick, do you have any weird, weird MMO stories? Weird, oh, wild, man. and wonderful. Oh, boy. I'm, I, I, as far as weird goes, I'm generally speaking fairly unfazed. Not so much weird as just like stuff that sticks in my memory. So my Eve character for the longest time was, uh, was Captain Rackham after the famous pirate that worked off the Carolinas. Indeed. Apparently there's a Captain Mazer Rackham in some sort of fiction somewhere. Huh. And so I was in a station and some guy's like, oh, Captain Rackham, that's really cool. That's awesome. I was like, oh, you know, not a lot of people really get the reference. And he's like, yeah, I like in episode 26 when he does blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? You <laughs> should have like, just leaned in. Captain Mazer Rackham. I'm like, Jack Rackham, like Calico Jack Rackham. He's like, oh, and that was the end. <laughs> um, there was, oh, man, World of Warcraft, the uh, the plague, plague, I tell thee. A plague, I say, upon Stormwind of half-naked dancing night elf girls. Oh, yes, I what remember that. What in the actual fuck was that shit all about? That was so wild because they'd be standing on top of the mailbox. Yeah. Because they knew that's where people got their money. Yeah. Yeah. And they'd it's, just be dancing there it, and they'd be like, PST, PST. Yeah. No. No. Give, no. Go be away. gone, thought. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's fucking how that works. Jim, I'll tell um, your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I was the guy that did a lot of like just weird shit. I, I remember one time in World of Warcraft, you and I went around as cops, as paladins. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, we, we, um, we got all the things on and we were writing citations. We were handing out pieces of paper. We were like, public misconduct, tin copper. Oh, fuck, I forgot <laughs> yeah. about that. Yeah. That was stupid. It was um, fun. My personal favorite was I, I was an engineer and I, I mean, I'd ground engineer for months. Yeah. To learn how to build the uh, the flying machine, because when you build the flying machine, when you strafe or move yeah. forward and backward, it makes this horrible, awful gear grinding noise. <laughs> and so, when people weren't being fast enough in like a group, like if we were waiting to do something, I would get in it and I would just start tapping the keys. It would just be like, <laughs> and they'd be like, "Stop it!" And I'd be like. Go in the fucking dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there was uh, there was the way that I met Tex, <laughs> which is I came out of a gate and some asshole wanted to kill me. Uh, and he was like, I like your bio. I'm not going to blow you up. I was like, you were funny. I appreciate that. I was also almost out of ammo. Yeah. Well, and I, I didn't want to have to go get more. Well, it's, <laughs> that's okay, though. That's, well, that's all right. First of all, it was Steve and I. Steve was on tackle. And and because I, I don't re even remember Steve, he was good at hiding. Yeah, yeah. Steve was very stealthy. So yeah. you you came through a point four system. I was a pirate at the time. I don't even remember what the fuck I was doing. You were probably just fucking off. Yeah, you were just driving around, and you came out of a gate. And for those people not out there, a gate camp. It, Eve, you jump through systems in Eve by going through space gates. The smart guy. Yeah. waits on the outgoing side of the gate. Correct. Because someone paying attention will warp to zero, and as yeah. soon as they're there, they're through the gate. You can't stop them. The smart money is to wait on the other side of the gate where they have to align to their next gate, and you've got some time to target them well, and lock them down. So, so my plan was Steve was tackle, which means he makes sure your warp engines can't work. Right. And I'm lined up with more artillery to move a moon, and I'm yes. sitting 100 clicks off the gate. Yep. And I can insta-lock and blap someone. It's two keys. I have that set up. And so yep. I'm sitting there waiting. And Steve's like, we got a customer. And, <laughs> and it was just like, beep, 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 beep. 
And, yep. <laughs> and I'm like, got tone. And I'm like, sit there and I open the conversation. And I was like, prepare to die. And you're like, please don't shoot me. It's been a I weird would, day. And I would I'm prefer like, not. Yeah. And I was like, if you don't mind. Yeah. But it was full sentences, not fuck you, not yeah. I know pay. It was, no, it was polite conversation. No reason to be a dick. Yeah. So I escorted you and gave you safe That was conduct. the worst because I was, I was always yeah. an industrialist and I'd be like, you know, people lock me down the gate and be like, all right, I'm sure we can work something out and be always some guy that's like, you did already. Why you make negotiate? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Here we go. I was, <laughs> I was QCJ.exe like, ah, shit. Here we go again. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing is I used to always be the gentleman pirate. Mm-hmm. If you pay your ransom, I'll let you go. Yeah. Because business is business. I'd add you to my good I, I contacts. Fucking, I, I, I make money to spend money. It's, yeah, you know, yeah, fuck, exa- this, this when, is how you lubricate the wheels of commerce right here. Right. And so that's how I met Nick. Nick was yeah. a nice guy. And, uh, you know, it's it's rare someone talked their way out of my guns because most of the time people were really rude. Yeah. Well, it's, see, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. That just goes to show. <laughs> and it also shows that I'm a fly. Yep. There so, you go. Um, well, yeah. Here's just weird trends in general. In games. weird, weird game trends in general, the dual me culture. Oh my god, yeah, in, like people that would follow you through the whole fucking map, just like dual me, just fucking dual me, bro. I got my dual best me. build. Oh, the dual, yeah. Like, yeah, dual yeah. me, yeah. Why? Yeah, the guys that. would drop a flag in like, World of Warcraft and all the other games where it's just like this person wants to duel you. I'm like, like get the fuck I, away from me. Yeah, yeah, eat shit. Yeah, fuck off, bro. Dude, yeah. that's like the. the <laughs> And I, Fight I, me, bro. Okay, when a guy comes up to you on the street and asks for money, they usually have a fairly good pitch, and they usually have a good reason. Most of the time, a lot of them don't, but be like, all right, here's a few quarters, whatever. When a guy comes up and duels you, you want to be that guy. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah. Well, that's, that's <laughs> the Look here, one. you fucking troglodyte. <laughs> that is one of the reasons why I loved Eve. Was in Eve when we were looking for a fight and wanting to throw Epeen around because they'd built a awesome build yes. ship and whatever. Oh, did you? Oh, what was that tool? Yeah. Oh, oh fuck. God. I'll uh, have to think. The, Evemon. No. I think it was Evemon. There, no, so, Evemon was the skill builder. Yeah. There's so many Eve But there was the tools. ship builder. There's so many. I have no um, idea and you always want to you always want to look at it and be like, yeah. hey, buddy, did you import your Evemon into the ship builder and test that build and see what kind of DPS you can tank? It doesn't. My guess is no. It doesn't matter if you've never been in a fight. <laughs> exactly. So one, one of my favorite things we would do in Nullsec was we would sit there in the asteroid belt do and you just. you know how to spiral into your target? You don't? Oh, no. Well, what we would do. at all, is it? Well, we'd sit there in the asteroid belt and act like we were AFK mining. Uh-oh. And and so, inevitably, a guy would come out as a scout and look and be like, I'm going to get that guy. And he'd come back with something really expensive to kill you. And I would have a whole fleet of dudes cloaked and waiting. So I'd be like, okay, hold on. We got bait. We got bait. We got bait. Stand by. Setting the hook. Setting the hook. They attack me and they find out my mining barge is brake tanked. Which means it can't be killed very easily by doot, one guy. Doot, 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 womp. Yeah, and my mining barge is also tackle built, so I could actually stop his warp drive. And he's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And all my guys, you know, decloak. It's like being surrounded by fucking Klingons. Like, yeah. oh no. And and we just beat the brakes off this guy, and then we get the kill mail and Eve, and we're dying laughing. We are just dying laughing because it shows a mining barge on his kill mail for his really expensive <laughs> ship, and we're just like, "You lost to a mining barge." Um, my my favorites are the uh, are the other form of mining barge bait, which is the uh, drone barge. Yeah. 
which if you get somebody that's like all teched out in drones and they've got like the really nasty tier two drones, like you'll be like, oh, I'm going to fuck this mining barge up and they'll just eat your fucking lunch. And it's so funny because it's like, uh, you remember Black Sheep? Yeah. I think it was Black Sheep, the end of it where, uh, where Chris Farley comes out of the car screaming about bees. Like yeah. that's basically the people's reaction to like <laughs> yeah. mining barge full of horrible horrible evil hobgoblin drones yeah um, and that's that was the fun thing is like being able to flip on those people who were the normal like i'm gonna be the best pvp guy no you're not yeah well evil's really complicated so what i was talking about was spiral in for those of you who don't know is Eve tracks relative movement in terms of angular velocity for the purpose of calculating your uh, percent, turret tracking. percent chance yeah. to hit. So you have a turret tracking stat, and it compares your turret tracking stat to the target's angular velocity. So smart people do what's called spiraling in, where you have this kind of tightening orbit in, so you have a constant angular velocity that makes it harder for the enemy to hit you. Dumb people who don't know how to PvP just, like, just go oh, straight ho, at you. Ho ho, straight at them! I can tank anything, and then they explode. Yeah, but I mean, that's I the the dual me culture exists in a lot of games, though. It does. And it it does. It's, it's so weird because I remember in World of Warcraft that was one really weird thing was there was the battlegrounds and there was like a maximum level for battlegrounds. And some people for those battlegrounds would build oh, a character. Right, the Twinks. Yeah, they were called. Yes. I, I forgot the name. They were called Twinks. They because yeah. they. Uh, this was before they implemented PvP gain or PvP experience gain. So you would get a guy that was at the top of the bracket for like ten to nineteen. Yeah, so the top of the yeah. level bracket, and then they would just gear them out with the most insane gear, and they would just go in a wreck house. Yeah. I have had some very comical PvP deaths in World of Warcraft, but my favorite, I can't even be mad. I was uh, I was at the top of Black Rock Spire getting ready to go into the dungeon, and uh, this fucking asshole priest, for those of you who don't know, the top of Black Rock Spire is the top of a fucking volcano, mind controls me and jumps me off the fucking ledge. Into the lava below. <laughs> into the lava below. I was like, classic. I was like, that is rude. But goddamn, was that good? Yeah, that was fucking. Well, savage. and that's that's the thing is, if someone gets a good one on you, you can't be mad because you're like, wow, that was inventive. As yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's that's another weird thing I love about MMOs is when people abuse and break mechanics. He, and he inspired you know. me. He yeah. or she inspired me because my favorite thing to do in uh, PvP in the Old Republic is the bounty hunter was to go onto the, this bridge. It was like some kind of like spaceship or Death Star map. Going to this bridge that was, of course, in true Star Wars fashion, a bridge over a chasm to nowhere in the middle of a starship because reasons. That's why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. bottomless pit. And uh, I would just run into the whole enemy, and I I fucking wiped a whole team in PvP once because I just went into it and you had this repulse ability and it was like jetpack blast or something like that. I just knocked all of them except for like two dudes off the bridge, and I was like, fucking suck it. I remember so in Eve back in the day, one of the weirdest builds because people used to abuse him. One, it was called the, the nano Nanofoon. Nanofoon. Oh yeah. God, the nano you, you build a ship that is so light that it accelerates from like zero to full speed instantly. And then and you then, put micro warp drives on it. So it just, it is screaming. It's like a fucking bullet. It's and then like you, and 10 then you, clicks a second yeah. for a battleship. So then you hit people with it and it just bumps them and sends them flying. And so you'd use the nanofoon to bully people. 
And it was so fucking funny because people used to play station games where they'd undock and get you to shoot at them, then redock. Then undock and then get you to shoot at them, then redock. And they'd just play with you like that. To get the station to fire at you. Yeah. So what was... Not even that. Just when you redock, it heals all your shield damage. Yeah. So Oh, I just figured it was like they were trying to get you to fire at the station. They can just pop out and, you know, see if somebody's out there and then pop back in. So I don't know anything about Eve. It's all good. Well, so the idea with the nano phone is to use that like a pool cue. Suddenly undock and you nail them with the ship and they just go flying and they're like, you, oh no. <laughs> and then the rest of the gang zips in on them. Because you have to be what, like five clicks or yeah, closer to or, a station yeah. to dock or something like that? So you yeah. knock them like 800 kilometers away from the station. And they and can't like, go anywhere because you can have that nano phone just came hammering them. And they, they took that out of the game because they were like, people are having fun. <laughs> it was like, but it's but they, hilarious. They also fixed the docking thing though. Because yeah. after you yeah, undock, yeah, yeah. you have to wait like. It's like a minute and a half. Yeah, they or they some made it shit enough like to where if you hang your ass out, it's gonna get sandpapered. Yeah. You know? So um one of the one of the other things I wanted to talk about, now that we've talked about a lot of the weird, for fun, let's say you have all the funding and talent in the world. What would you want to make as an MMO, Mr. Nick? I've been thinking about this since we talked about it, and I'm still not a hundred percent certain. I don't I don't think it would be anything novel. In terms of um, like setting, I think honestly, I would want to remake as close to the original as possible in terms of like mechanics, Star Wars Galaxies. So you've got, you can't just roll a Jedi to start with, because I like that notion of Jedi being something like rare and crazy. That you have to go seek and train for. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. but also, you know, the space flight and all that, I'd want to keep that in. That was a cool aspect of it. And just My favorite uh, part. And just update the um, update the graphics, update the uh, the mechanics of it, which is weird for me to say because I've I've never actually had the joy of playing Galaxies before. But uh, I I would really like to do that. I think that would be really awesome because I I hear people talk about it very fondly, and it's rare can, to hear someone. You can still play it. I I would like to do that. Um, there's like private servers, and you can. I'll you need can, to figure that out. Yeah, and, and believe me, Google is your friend. Mr. Mike, what would you make as an MMO? If I was to make an MMO, I would do something very similar to what Star Trek Online wanted to do, but I wouldn't mm. use the Star Trek license well, because know. it doesn't belong to me. And that's where I feel like Star Trek was really limited because it belonged to Paramount. And But I mean, if you had unlimited yeah, money, unlimited you could just money. Even if I had unlimited money, I'd make it my own thing. Okay. Okay. Because that's fair. I, I, I like Star Trek a lot. But you want to make sure Star Trek, Star Trek, and what you make is yours. Yes. Okay. And I, I would make something similar. Um, but yeah, exactly like that the, with the Star Wars Galaxies kind of feel to it. But I'd also make it where it's like, okay, you have your main game, and then you know you have what I can put into the main game to improve upon it. But I would make it more like what Star Wars or Star Trek Online did with the Foundry, make a mod platform for people to make their own missions and oh, then D- DM yeah, their own yeah. missions. So you yeah. can have like a group of people, and then you have a DM or master controller, mm-hmm. or you can just all play it without you just have the computer automate it, or just have a master controller decide how the game was going to be played that that would be really cool especially if like then you guys meet up in the master world the mmo part of it you're right and you guys just hang out like hey that was a cool mission man now we're gonna go fly to whatever sector and do our thing that would would be kind of cool because then players could go have this solo experience kind of like star wars the old republic Mm -hmm. or whatever else they could go do their thing in the greater world but then they could come together for stories together yeah and i'm you know and and part of the community thing that's the thing is like more community engagement would be 
allowing yourself to have these missions and then doing like missions of the week that we played and we're like, holy shit, these are some great missions. Yeah. You try you, them. Yeah. And you could let players kind of vote on, hey, these are our favorite community missions or what have you. And, and it's all brought to you and made by the players. I mean, I, I'm 100% on board with that. Traveler could work for that. Yeah. Traveler's a massive universe. And mm -hmm. imagine you and your friends flying around on some Millennium Falconish ship. Make it where you can you know. build the ships modular to the design that you want. You right. can have standard chassis that you can put whatever on, but make it completely player choice. I'm all for player agency, which I think... I agree. And I, I understand yeah. that a lot of people will say is a barrier to that. They A lot of people will say, I can't see that because how would it be balanced for pvp and i'm like don't even care about pvp don't even yeah. put that in the fucking game who gives a shit no you could no here's the thing you could put pvp in the game but the rules are defined by the person making the pvp match there you go so instead of it being like the company runs the player versus player thing you have player run matches then you can have your own player tournaments yeah so you could say this is an infantry only map with only these weapons because fighting say, games yeah. have that down where there are certain rules and certain characters you can't play because some of them are broken or whatever mm -hmm. that you can't do in these tournaments I think a lot of MMOs miss out on that because they want PvP so everyone has to be balanced and all that balance I, is boring yeah I'm like do yeah. the Star Trek online thing who gives a shit about it? if you can dropkick a Gorn and kill them instantly that's fucking cool that Who is cares? cool as shit yeah. yeah yeah make it make it fun and i think giving player agency is something that's really lost on people because or if or if you can be a gorn and crush others with a boulder you know fuck yeah it. there's just a, a i don't know a drive for control on the part of the developer but you already made the game i know and i i it's agree like, with you i i because when yeah. you find that like let's say you have this beautiful world with all these abilities to build stuff, build your own ships, build your own experiences, build your own missions, build your own dungeons, build all of your own adventures. You and your friends collaboratively coming yeah. together to build this unique experience. Do you really need PVP to be an aspect of that? Because I think they, a lot of these guys, when they make MMOs go, and here's how PVP will be. And then that becomes a bigger and bigger part of it and a bigger consideration yeah. in everything they do. Yeah. And it kind of skews the game because I agree PVP made by the players where you say, okay, if you want to play in this PVP area that I run and get in these tournaments that the players run, oh, this is for star fighters only. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is for, you know, multi, multi you can have ships only. leagues. Yeah. Yeah. Leagues. Exactly. So you could say, oh, hey, here's a space racing league. Or here's, here's a, here's a, a yeah. tugboat league. Oh, <laughs> that would be cool. Like, <laughs> no, a tugboat league. You have a disabled ship. And you have two goals. <laughs> and they're just trying oh, to push shit. it back and forth. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Yeah. And, uh, and Shipbreakers League. That would be great. I, yeah. yeah. I think that would be fun. And I think uh, if you did a league, that would give you a way to have a set of classes that are just completely separate from the other portion. Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I think spaceships is actually a great way to do that. Like, yes, you as the character play in this league, this PvP yeah. league of space combat, but the, the ship as a character, they are all balanced for this right. PvP Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like that idea. I mean, I, I that's where I think Traveler as a setting could really mm -hmm. work for an MMO. Yeah. Um, I would make a game, uh, I would do Arcanum. I think Arcanum mm -hmm. would yeah, be Yeah, awesome. you mentioned that. Yeah. Arcanum is an MMO. 
would be pretty crazy. I would keep the same graphics. I'll personally. tell you what. I would. I, I, would I too. yeah. I was going to say about, and I'll, before you get into why you want to make it, is, and I wanted to make this point before, you don't have to make everything out of the most top-of-the-line graphics. I know no, Star Citizen's no, no, no. trying to do that. Well, But if the art is consistent, the game can be really good. No, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I would do Arcanum because one of the things I think would be really cool is imagine if you had to go to other places and you had to ride the train. And I don't mean like a ship comes every five minutes. Like you have to get on the train. And yeah. It's just and you have a guy yeah. like tickets. tickets. Yeah. Yeah. And that could be a sub game. Like, oh God, I didn't buy a ticket. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Um, I, so you can I let think, players uh, just wander onto the train. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine some guy's new and he's like, I didn't know I needed a ticket. Oh shit. We got to hide you. You know, and that would, that would be, that would be really we fun. We put you in jail. I, uh, <laughs> you got to escape. Uh, <laughs> I think a really fun one would be a shadow run. Yes. MMO. Yes. And the thing that I think could be really cool about that is eventually, you know, when you're a higher up runner, now you're the Johnson. Yeah. And you get to make the run for you the get players. You set the goals. Like, yeah. Hey, I need. And then PVP can be handled very interestingly there because oh, you've yeah. got guys oh, working for a corp or me over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to hire some shadow runners to fuck this dude up. I think I think that's a fucking fantastic idea. I think the idea of Arcanum as well as an MMO would well, be Arcanum very is an, solid. In, in MMO would be wild. But I, I also like this idea of Shadowrun because imagine if in Shadowrun there is the PvP or PvE element and you just choose which one you want, like two different ladders. It's no big deal. You don't make a difference in the gear you select. You don't give more gear or whatever. It's just what do you prefer? Yeah. You know, do you like diesel or gasoline? You know, it's just what do you prefer? It's no big deal. Yeah. And you make them both equally challenging, you know, and the the thing is, is you can have a series of runs. So you have the open world where you explore and do the standard missions. But then the interesting stuff would be the harder runs would be, as you say, senior players would engineer a run and they have a stake in it. They have to buy into it. They have to provide so much of their own money and resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In order to unlock the right assets for this mission. And then the players, you have to give it to your friends. Hey, guys, we're in this guild or whatever, and we have to get in and do this. And I've got this much money in it, and I can give you this much you if could, we pull it off. You could make that like the end game. Yeah, that would be an awesome end game. That's far better than raiding endlessly for nonsense. Yeah. And it's just random stuff like, hey, what, uh, you know, like Inquisitor Martyr has yeah. kind of the end game loot system is through uh, a tarot. So you you put these cards down as modifiers, and it's like, oh, okay, well, you'll have a better chance to get this loot of this quality. And I think you could do something like that for the end of Shadowrun. Like, oh, okay, so you want like you want like a really nice like ultra high quality gun. Like, okay, yeah. well, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a Shadowrun raid on this weapons a weapons yeah, lab, yeah, yeah. you know, or corporate espionage or you know something like that, just to. You're going to be able to steal a blueprint, but then you'll have to do some other runs to like get the decrypt it. To put it yeah, together. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that would be really neat. And then everyone in the party gets a school gun. Yeah, and that and goes that, in their armory that they can draw from, or they get a fuck ton of money for helping you get this ultra cool gun. Yeah. And in and the meantime, it's like, oh shit, I don't have enough money to pay runners. Like, I guess now I got to go out and do some runs. Right. Yeah. And that would that would be cool because everybody's building stuff together. I I think um in. If you people out there have not seen it, it is on Amazon. It's called World of Darkness. It's a documentary. Mm-hmm. They show a little bit about the MMO they were building, and it was going to be CCP, mm-hmm. uh, Crowd Control Productions. The people behind Eve were building it. World of Darkness would work really well as an MMO, especially a storytelling I'm, one. I'm not into the whole vampire scene, but uh, the 
footage they showed was very compelling. Pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have one that I think would be pretty crazy as an MMO. And it wouldn't be a traditional MMO at all. But I I want you guys to think about this. Delta Green. I I disagree. I think that could be... I think that could be like... Fucking awesome MMO. No, and I'm not saying it would be bad. I'm saying it's just... It would be non-traditional in every way. Oh, okay. I I think I I see what you're saying. I was going to say, I think it'd be better as a mod platform like Neverwinter Nights instead of an MMO. Yeah, it could. Because I I think that game has so much like player creativity behind it that creating the assets for some of the stuff that people want. That would be pretty wild. Having having the overworld for that would be kind of a challenge. But I'll tell you what what I think in that similar vein would be a really good MMO. What's uh, what's the name of that game where it's a uh, post nuclear Cold War? Oh, Twilight Two Thousand. Twilight. I think Twilight Two Thousand would be a great MMO because oh, yeah. you don't put a whole lot of. I think if you did that, it'd be like one part stalker and yeah. one part MMO. And it would. I think it would be really interesting to have an MMO in the classical sense that has that kind of permadeath. Oh yeah, you build a new character, new life. Yeah, and, and not a huge emphasis on like loot and gear, but more on like through your playthroughs getting knowledge okay and then when you when you cross the finish line you know let's say you make it back to american lines or russian lines or whatever do it again yeah and the infinite replayability and so we we talked about some of the issues we had with uh star trek online and um we 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 lauded its high points and we you know were a little sad at its failings but Mm -hmm. you know on a positive note let's let's say that we have the means and money like they come to us and they're like hey we want you to make an mmorpg for star trek Mm -hmm. what would it be like Ooh. Uh, it would be uh, a little more like Star Wars Galaxies, I think. What what I what I would do, like in terms of like player progression, uh, people all complained about how it's not continuity for your character to be a lieutenant and then the captain of a ship. Not necessarily, but I agree the progression in which they give you a ship at the beginning of the game is a little weird. Well, when, what I would do, what I would do is I would say. The first 10 levels are really slow because they teach you all the basics and mm-hmm. you're like an ensign on a bridge. Put it in fucking Starfleet Academy. The, yeah. Some, something like that. Simulator. Yeah. Have everybody oh, go to Starfleet up. Academy. Right. That's their first 10 levels. And you get to choose your character's progression, how they do through the academy, what they excel at. And that teaches the player and not could, only the basic skills, but what do you want to do? Yeah. And you know? then you could build, wait for it meaningful character interactions with your bridge crew who could be like, I'm thinking like NPCs kind of like in the old Republic. That could be interesting. Like, Oh Oh. wow. You met these people in an Academy and, and now they're your, you know, your senior officers, your, your Spock and your bones. Well, here's an idea. And I know this would be hard, but what if when you came together and built a guild, it was the class of, yeah, that's so what you, I was so, just thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, that's really good. So you you become the class of this year. And like the end of it is like there's a picture that's mm-hmm. made at the end of your academy days where and, it shows all, have your, all, the, like, all weird, your weird characters that you've made. Some people are naked. You yeah, know, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and so you get your characters and they and then you guys are the crew <laughs> of, of a ship. The guild chooses the ship. Yeah. And you all are the characters on the crew. And so it's like, if you're the captain, your role is to assign work duties. So 
the guys who want to play PvP, combat, or whatever, they're the red shirts. And they get to go down and do crazy stuff. The science guys get to do science puzzle games. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and the engineers have to do, like, damage control, ship breaking, ship building, doing fixy stuff. And the, the guys on the bridge that are tactical, they get to fly the ship and shoot it. And so everyone has cool stuff to do, which yeah. would be determined in the academy. What do you want to do? And they give you a taste of everything in the academy. Like... Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to play a first-person shooter with cover mechanics? Here's what that's going to look like. Oh, you want to fly a starship and whatever and be the navigator? Here's what that looks like. So everyone gets to do something cool. Not everyone doing everything blah. Mm -hmm. Because in MMOs, you're saddled with so much that is just... I don't like all of these other parts. I just like fishing or I just like crafting or I just like this. Mm-hmm. Let the player do what the fuck they want. Don't penalize them for doing things they don't care about. And I think that that Starfleet Academy thing, then they transition to a ship. And if you do so many accolades and do so many missions successfully that require you to work with all of your friends to accomplish things, mm-hmm. then you get a better ship. But only if you can do it. Well, I my question is, what about the trolls who make it to Starfleet Academy and then they get on a ship and then they're like, I'm going to start throwing wrenches into the engine. Well, then they get demerits and they get drummed out of Starfleet and they have to go through remedial training. Yeah, they get they have to go back through training. They're like, oh, I blew up that ship. Yeah, and then it's <laughs> like, you have to do Academy again. Yeah. And, and your character has a dunce cap. <laughs> <laughs> I think there'd be a lot of people with a dunce cap, man. Yeah, that would probably. be hilarious. The, the class of all people wearing dunce caps, that would be a hilarious yeah. ship. Dunce class 2020. <laughs> the whole ship is nothing but trolls. That would be great. And they're that, just like, all right, now we're going to fly this thing into a sun or into other ships. Whatever. Yeah. I'd uh, just be like Horatio, just like garbage scale captain. See, and there's a there's a big line that's that's drawn because people like strictness of like a, of a structure, because uh, that, that's where the idea is. Like you're in a, you're in your role, you do your thing. Yeah, they like that strictness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you have the people who are like, I don't care about that. I just want to cause havoc and mayhem, and I will do that forever because I, I find fun in that. And Make I'm them defectors ro- into the Klingon Empire. That would be good. Yeah, I mean, find something for them. Or Orion Space Pirates. Yeah, like, find I something. Like chaos? Yeah. Cool. You could be an Orion Space Pirate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, find them something to do. Yeah. That's the problem is people do that because they're fucking bored. Well, if... That if, would be perfect, yeah. actually, because then it would definitely separate the people who are trying to take the game seriously and be like Starfleet people. They're really, really, like, yeah. so on point with all of their knowledge. They could be Starfleet. But everyone else, you can just be a freighter captain somewhere in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, shit, I'd put mud in the game. Yeah, that would be fun. Just be like, yeah, this is, you you learn from mud on how to be a fucking scam artist. Yeah. And, and okay, so leading into that, let's say, what do you think of the future of MMORPGs? And I mm. I, I favor a system not not unlike a subscription service, you know, where the company provides the servers and the systems. But as Mike and I discussed earlier, I, I like the idea of people building their own shit within that. You know, building their own little worlds, building their own adventure and sharing it. I think you're going to see one of two things happen. I think you're going to see either um, a lot of them go the way of ESO, where it's initial purchase price for the game, for the box, and then freemium after that, where you can you can play, but you don't get access to all the content unless you subscribe. Or um, I, I really don't see a lot of future in the MMO market otherwise, because like me... I will pay one subscription fee for a MMO at a time. Right. If 
if at all, and I haven't for a long time. Well, a and, game a game has to be worth it. Well, in the uh, for me, the problem is when I'm paying fifteen dollars a month, I feel obliged to play that game to make sure that I'm getting my fifteen dollars out of that game. Right, and you so don't I don't want to have be. like four fucking subscriptions. Which am I enjoying all of those games? Well, right, and you it's know? in over the course of a year, you know, that's uh, hundred and fifty bucks, yeah. and. Is this a game that's worth one hundred and fifty dollars? And that's if I spend yeah. one hundred and fifty dollars in the Steam Winter or Summer Sale, how many hours of gameplay can I purchase with that one hundred and fifty dollars? Answer a whole fucking lot. Yeah, even if 70, 80 percent of the games you buy are crap, that's still a lot better. Yeah, you know. So than, I, I, I'm yeah. not sure that I think MMOs are going to remain not the dominant market force. I think we already saw the the heyday of that come and go because I mean, God, there was. Yeah, about like seven or eight years ago, you couldn't swing a dead cow without hitting a fucking MMO that was in the works. I mean, yeah, oh my everywhere. god, everywhere, and and they came and went. Yeah, like oh yeah, there was flash in the pan. Well, there was day, uh, what was the it? There was that one Wild Star. Yeah, that's that, that deck got shut down. That that came and went. There was a bunch of games mm-hmm. that tried to be different. Uh, Tabula Rasa, I yes. remember a lot of everybody was like, oh, it's MMO time. And I think I think the Old Republic is really the only game that I can think of that came up in that like really like high point of the MMO development cycle. That's really still around because like World of Warcraft did it. Hit it big, and everybody was like, "Oh fuck, I gotta, I gotta punch my ticket on this gravy train." Eve hit it off and really took off as well. Yeah, well, and and Eve, Eve is very old now. Yeah, and, and it is. It, it's still got a core group of people who do yeah. play. And then the Old Republic, and I think ESO is really the only newer MMO that I can think um, of. Let me think. EverQuest that's really been like successful because you've you've got stuff like runescape and everquest that's just, just never been, fucking yeah, going away yeah it's, people it's will just never not. leave yeah they, exactly because i remember the game will die when the player base dies and i well yeah and I, I remember with everquest one of the things that was hilarious is they offered these people if you migrate to everquest 2 we will give you like a free year and all this shit and da 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 no nope. they love their game yeah and that's what they want. Yep. I, I couldn't get into it. I <laughs> just well, want, it was not for me. I played it for a little bit, but it was just kind of, it was, it was just not my speed. It was, it was very much a different kind of, um, yeah. in, in, you know, it, it, it kind of reminded me of stuff like Ultima online or what have you, where yeah. either you loved it or you hated it. And it was, it was either for you and really great or not for you. Yeah. You know? I agree with that. And, and that's, that's kind of the interesting thing is like you look at the future of MMOs, a lot of different permutations and ideas have been tried and tested. So you have stuff like games that come and go and people still think about them like Star Wars Galaxies, Star Wars Galaxies. I've heard so many stories from so many people who play it. Some of them still play it in private on those you know, private-ish, you know, held servers because mm-hmm. they love it that much to go through the brain damage of resurrecting it. But then there's other weird ones I remember, like um, The Matrix. Oh, yeah, that one that came was, and went fast. That was weird. I forgot yeah. that was even an MMO. Yeah, it was It was really strange. There were just, there were just hordes of them. Flash in the pan. They were, yeah, they were there and they were gone. Well, and I understand, like, from a development standpoint, the leeriness of wanting to invest in an MMO. God, being, it's a huge fucking effort, too. Well, yeah. because you huge it's lift. five, six, seven years of development or whatever. I mean, enormous amounts of money. Mm-hmm. And then you don't know if you're going to make that back. So mm-hmm. from a venture capital standpoint, I see that as like, fuck, am I going to make an investment that I don't see for 10 years? Am I going to make an investment? Yeah. I mean, there, there was even a um, Stargate 
game yep. that was going to yes. come out. It's yeah. a huge risk, and I think that the market historically has shown that probably eight or nine out of ten people don't ever see that money back. Right, and it's it's one of those things where it became you know there's room enough for one big dog mm-hmm. in MMOs. There's one. There's only so many players. Right. So, in in players aren't like Nick said. Players aren't going to subscribe to five MMOs. Yeah. They have one love. They they can't and, have that much time. There's only so much time in the week. Yeah. And if it's subscription based, um, players are going to subscribe to the one where their friends are playing. Right. So if mm-hmm. everyone yeah, yeah. they know is playing one thing. They're going to go to that thing. Well, of course. And now of you, course. Can, you can have people migrate between things and play things on and off. But, dude, it's hard to make a massively multiplayer online game without the people to play it. Yep. If you have like one or two dickheads running around doing the same missions because they've been playing it for 10 fucking years. I don't blame them for wanting to shut down. No. And I, I, I mean, it's sad. I, yeah. It's sad to see that your favorite game goes away. But if you're the only like 20 people playing, that's kind of like unfair to the people who have to pay for that. Yeah. And and I, I understand that. I mean, did you know Mist was a fucking MMO? I did not. Wait, yeah. What? There's an MMO Mist. Wow. I played it. It's it's amazing. I got pretty far. It's a it's a puzzle game and you have to play with people. You have to have people. That sounds awful. And I don't know if it's still up. I'm sure it went down. That was one of those things where I realized, like, if you don't have people, this game just doesn't really work. So there's no point in having a production cycle when the biggest thing being played right now is World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy XIV, and Elder Scrolls Online. I think well, what you're uh, go ahead. I, I think what you're really going to see is that and uh, more match based games mm. like World of Warships, World of Tanks, yeah, War Thunder. Uh. History uh, life. Planet Side 2, stuff like Planet that. Planet Side 2. Planet Side 2. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Start, started off okay, and then the van. Ding dong vanu. That, that was the issue, was like, in... in <laughs> that was the biggest fucking issue, was like, okay, which, which do you choose? Do you choose the side that has bullets that are pretty powerful but slow firing, or do you choose the side that has the bullets that are really fast firing but not as powerful, or the guy who shoots the magical laser beam with no bullet drop <laughs> that also has air-exploding fused impact rounds? And you're like, well, what was that last one again? Yeah, pretty much. Can I have the hit scan one? Yeah, yeah. Can, can I please have the cheat weapons? And yep. the guys who built that game were like, everyone will love, why is everyone left? Yeah. We put space carriers in but, the game. But what does no, the Vanuin do? It has a disintegrator ray. We're, you just can't stop, can you? You can't fucking help yourself. I play the Vanu. I'm a developer. This game is balanced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... I see. It was like, uh, it, it, it's like War Thunder where you have uh, insane Russian bias, you know, where, where it's oh like... Oh, God. You, you're, you're like, wow, in, in this tier, you've got... Uh, I could fly the P-38, or I could fly this um, this gank that can climb to the moon in I four was, seconds. I was just about to say, all right, gotta gotta put the power in, gotta gotta set myself for max climb. All right, very good. And then you know you're flying your fucking 109 or your P-47 or whatever in a nice easy climb. You know, doing like you know maybe 1,200 feet a minute or something like that. And then up comes the elevator, aka the Lavochkin LA-5, just like. Yeah, and it okay. It bye. Turns like a fucking UFO. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you're like, what? What is this 
data based on remember, like, remember that time that world war ii planes could pull like 12g turns yeah me neither that's weird <laughs> remember remember when b-17s were flying over korea in 1963 my other favorite accepted by jets remember <laughs> remember that bomber evasive tactic where they flip it over on its back and then pull it into a split s and haul ass down towards the ground at like 800 miles an hour and yes. then just pull it out and yeah like, that was in memphis bell yeah they whip like 2500 pound bombs out the bottom and win the win the match yeah toss bomb quality it's, yeah it's, it's a pretty amazing tactic it's it was used stuff. in the war of never happened yeah, yeah. <laughs> also um, i like the uh i really like the il2s uh air-to-air air-to-air rockets oh yeah the the, the really air-to-air uh air superior yeah. air superiority of the aisle i almost couldn't say that i was getting really mad <laughs> your um, mouth like stopped it yeah was no like, my brain was like <laughs> those words are not real yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, no, but th- that's the thing is, is like, there's a lot oh, of different shit. takes on making an MMO. And I rem- got another weird one. World War II online. Oh, I didn't even know. That remember. was a thing? I that heard about that. That was, it was Get really uh, weird. You don't say. Yeah. So, so at, at any rate, the, the thing is there's, there's a lot of weird MMOs out there, but I, I know one last thing I want to talk about today. And it's, it's one of those things we've kind of danced around, but it's very easy to say that, you know, like X or Y sucks about an MMO. How do we solve the common MMO problems? How do we solve raid culture? How do we solve dueling? How do we solve the creep toward a constant tweaking of power classes for PvP? How do we solve all the stuff that no one really likes? I, as I said, player agency. Stop yeah. making it so much of a control by the developer and make it where you want your own PvP matches. Set your characters up however the fuck you want. Make it because people want structure that they can feel like they've dominated because they can't climb a ladder in real life. I don't know what the reasoning <laughs> is. But it's Oof. like, no, and I feel like there's like some sort of social everyone, domination well, that every, they want. Everyone it's, wants it's to very be the best at something to be yeah. that aggressive. About yeah, in a game, anything. Because I mean, imagine if you're playing. Well, no, we do see this in professional sports. Like, there's the True. guy who goes. Hey, well done. Good goal. And the guy's like, yeah, fucking dunked on you. You know, it's, it's, there's always that kind of hostile, strange, strange flex, but okay. Yeah. It's, like, it's just like, we're playing a, well, you yeah. have to be mad. This only game, yeah. you know? <laughs> just, yeah. And I, I feel like that, that would fix a lot of the issues, but if you were to leave the structure where it's at, I mean, that's a tough, you can't fix it without balancing and balancing is boring. Right. So here's, here's what I, I think. Know. I think the raid culture is the easiest to address. Okay. If if you included in-game content that was and it's it's really tricky because it has to be like if you're talking like an MMO like Destiny, I don't know how you save that. Because Destiny, Destiny being is a looter, so weird. Yeah. Well, with a looter, looter shooter, shooter yeah. like there's no when the when the primary focus is combat for the sake of getting new gear, it necessitates a raid culture because there's no there's no story. You're not going on the next mission to enjoy the story. You're going on the next mission to blow up space aliens to get another magic space cat. But if you're playing something like World of Warcraft or, you know, um, ESO, something that has a deep, rich lore behind it, you can put in a system that was like what was in Star Trek Online where you can have the raids and everything, but if you give people the tools to create their own stories that maybe even include raid bosses or let them have the tools available to make something a raid boss 
create their own little space that for would enjoyment. be kind of cool like especially right. if 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 you're like a person listening right now and you really like raid culture as it is and you do agree at some points it could be pretty toxic but maybe the group you're playing with isn't and you guys do everything and you have a great time when you enjoy having the ability to play player made raids yeah where you can take on the the hardest challenge of the fucking month is this guy's raid. He made this raid so hard and there's all, like everyone's trying to crack the code. How do we beat that? And yeah. mm-hmm. that could be pretty neat because when it's like a developer given one, you guys are playing a slot machine to see if you yeah. can get well, gear. And that, that's the thing is I think that the people who really enjoy raid culture, they don't enjoy the slot machine part. I think they enjoy overcoming a challenge with friends. Yes. Which is cool. That's right. what I was hoping for. That's when I play I, yeah. with my friends, that's, that's what that's, I was thinking. Right. And, and that's all you need to encourage is, like you say, you have some sadistic fuck who creates in the community these insane things once a week. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is Jim's dungeon. And Jim's <laughs> dungeon has a weekly fucked up thing. And so you go in there with what you know and you have to learn on the fly. And you're like, wow, man, Jim's dungeon number 37 was fucking crazy. You know? <laughs> and and you, you start coming up with these wild times. I, I think the more I think about it, the principal impediment to ending raid culture and things like that is that all of these encounters are based on some sort of antagonistic relationship between the player or the player's faction and a bad guy. And the problem is that if you don't have a bad guy, like what's left to do no that's true i'm gonna go fight that tyrannosaurus rex like i mean is it does it become a thing like mountain blade where oh i have you know i've served you know i'm going to fight the sea pirates and now i'm now i'm a someone and now i own all these castles and i'm tired of being someone else's you know bitch so So, yeah you so i'm going to make my own fucking kingdom i mean is is that where it goes in well that that is the weird thing in world of warcraft is it's like and I, and I know we're beating up a lot on World of Warcraft, but that's the best mainstream example I can yeah, use. I think yeah. it's what so, most people would identify. They so, have a monopoly on a lot of MMO terminology right well, now. The, yeah, and they also... They've been around for so long, but right. almost everyone's played it. It's the most culturally relevant mm-hmm. explanation. I mean, and, I would really and honestly like to see, even though it's a little antagonistic, some sort of development of like really indulging the a player's power trip like oh yeah so you you defeated the the ragnaros guy you did all this like okay well uh you want to be a lich Ooh, like so you wh- could become uh, the villain what? you could become the villain something like that so, or or you know but like okay well now you're the lich so you're incredibly powerful you can't fucking die but you have to fight you but have to gotta, fight people who are coming into your dungeon <laughs> but you've got to make yeah. a phylactery and you got to hide that motherfucker somewhere and i would say like oh you got to hide it in the dungeon no put it wherever if you're an idiot and you want to or if you're a genius and you're like i hid it in the auction house who's gonna fucking look in the auction house it's in the bank yeah it's in the, it's i put it in the bank <laughs> It's yeah. it's the vase in the bank and some <laughs> which would be hilarious because like two people get in a fist fight and Punch knock it. your phylactery over and break <laughs> well, it. And you're like, <laughs> so here's here's an idea. And this is this is the one thing that I think is really cool about systems like Traveler, because Traveler has two universes. They have this huge, giant universe. If you guys out there in Radioland want to have a deep dive on how big a game universe can be, go look at the Traveler wiki. Because it has like 10,000 pages of just crazy shit Mm -hmm. down to science and language and races and history and worlds and just shitloads of data. But there's two Traveler universes. There's the Traveler universe and there's your Traveler universe. And so 
I like that idea kind of like an instanced world mm-hmm. where there's my instance world where I have these events and they've played out and there's consequences and after effects of yep. everything I've chosen to do. But then, like you say, you become a somebody in the world because in World of yeah. Warcraft, you become this hero that defeats all these things, but you're still taking bitch quests from people. Yeah. And it's like, why? Well, why am I not the king? You're that guy and so is every other person at that level that's done those things. Right. So you could say in my world. When I get up to the top, I'm the king. Mm -hmm. And then when I have friends who come into the game, they join my kingdom and I'm giving them quests and Mm -hmm. that's shaping my world based on what I'm doing. Like I can't be everywhere at once and oh, there's bandits out here in this, in Westfall and I have to send you guys out. Shit, you know, I don't have enough money for guards. I got to hire heroes. And you know. Your majesty. (laughs) Majesty. God, yeah, yeah, no, that'd be. Another settlement needs your help. Oh no. If our kingdom is to prosper, we need more heroes. Right. And so that would would be interesting. Because players coming into the game, they need money and equipment. Well, I'll give you money and equipment. Here's what I can craft and here's my resources. I'll give you a chunk of my income. You need to fix this shit for me. And Mm -hmm. so it's players creating adventures for players. Players, Or or kind of like where you can buy land. Yeah. In Star Wars Galaxies. That was a cool thing. And then you're like, I want the land from those assholes that built a settlement over there, but ah, we're going to have to fight them for it. Yeah. I'll hire a bunch of mercenaries. <laughs> but I can't get it legally, so it'd be a shame if all their houses burned well, I remember in, in Star Wars Galaxies, there was a guy, because Star Wars Galaxies was nuts, because as a bounty hunter, you'd go fight and hunt players. Yeah. And I mean... I watched a thing where a guy was driving around in Star Wars Galaxies as a speeder pilot. And because to get around, there's no fast travel. So there's a guy running a taxi service and with a speeder. And it's, so he was just driving up and be like, taxi. And people would get in and the guy would start role playing and telling about his story. <laughs> you know, it, but he was a Wookiee. So it was all like Asterix, you know, roars mournfully in retrospect to his lost love. And the guy in the back seat's like, what? <laughs> but this one guy played along. This one guy played along was like, yeah, man, I've been there, man. Life is unfair. Sure, <laughs> you know? Sure, imagine, imagine like cash cab with a Wookiee. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you have to choose. He's like doing it, does like a minute of roaring and then there's like four answers and it's all roars. And you're like, uh, I should have took Wookiee. Oh boy. Uh, if you get him wrong, um, I have to kick you out. Or tear your arms off oh god oh god <laughs> kick you out and it's on like fucking course and underhive like yeah. oh no anything no, but that not this sector oh so anyways that um next week or next time on the bpl podcast we're gonna talk about probably a few other things and then star trek is as well coming up but the next thing i want you guys uh to be mindful of you guys out there in radio land people who've been writing in questions to the bpl podcast and questions of the bpl podcast should be sent to the black pants legion at gmail.com but as a reminder Please put in the subject line, question for the podcast. And as another reminder, while I do read all my mail, and I do thank you for the kind words you've said, please pose a question. Sometimes it's just comments and it says it's a question, and then I'll try to read it on the podcast, and I look like more of a horse's ass than I am. So if you could help me out with that, I'd really appreciate it. (laughs) It's Uh, like, question for the podcast. Hey, I really like it. Thanks a lot. 
Do yeah, you know? and, 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 I, and, and I do appreciate that. Yeah. I'm not so jaded that I'm like, plebeians. <laughs> yeah, but no. it's, it's, it, I, I feel. Dude, send us comments too. Those are fine. It's just yeah. like, if you're yeah. going to put question, just make sure there's a question. Yeah, yeah, and, and then, then we'd appreciate that. Yeah. Because we love figuring things out. Yes. And, and and while it's cool to bring things to our attention, hey, guys, you talked about this. I found this related to it. That's really cool. I do share that. But uh, no, no, I, I think that's perfect. All right. Uh, one other thing. Uh, I did look it up. Mist Online is still going. Oh, no. Cyan Sci- Entertainment is still running it. Why do I feel like this is going to be on the courtesy flush? What? Why would I do that? <laughs> he, just, he just smiled. For I know how I'm going to use second. my money. I've already played that's a like, bit of it. I would not subject you to Mist because I don't like Mist that much. That's, that's like when and you And I ask, love puzzle games, but I'm not a big fan of, what's this lever do? I heard oh, a creak in the distance. I wonder what that means. God. Fuck Mist, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sure it's got a cool story and people really get into it, but man, I just can't do it. <laughs> I, I feel like Mist was someone <laughs> dragging me through a series of paintings that I'm not interested in. And I can, <laughs> and I can touch the paintings. Yeah. And, and, it's like and, being in a Ripley's Believe It or Not. No, I mean, you're not they, interested in they, any they of this They just drag me into this room and they're like, well, uh, there's a painting of a rocket ship. And you're like, wh- wh- where are you going? You'll know what to do. And you just stare <laughs> at it. And you go, is it a magic eye? And they're like, Rocket you shoe. didn't know that you're supposed to blink four times with your left eye and then touch the nozzle on the rocket and then you get to go to the xylophone museum and you're like <laughs> what is this i hate it <laughs> look i know you like mushrooms but come on man. <laughs> come on you're like well that's what you get for being naughty on earth <laughs> oh my god oh no oh and uh one last thing to end this out if you guys are wondering what it takes to edit a podcast and what Mike does when editing this podcast. Here are all the sounds he cuts out right now. (laughs) (laughs) 